Hey everybody, welcome to the Active Churches Podcast. We hope you are inspired by today's message from one of our teaching pastors here at Active Churches. We are online and we are also in person, so we'd love to have you gather with us 9 a.m. and 1045 here at our Yukaipa location or online on YouTube or Facebook. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's dive into our message. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to Active Church. My name is Mike and I serve as the lead pastor and I'm so glad that you're joining us for a brand new conversation, one called Different Than Last Time. And we're gonna be talking about how to make this time different than last time. Our decisions help shape and determine the quality and direction of our life. And we wanna make better decisions in 2021. We wanna make godly decisions in 2021. So over the course of the next few weeks, we're gonna give you four questions that will help shape your decisions and help you to tell a better story. And here's why this is so important. Often, we can get stuck in the past. We can get stuck with decisions and choices that we've made in the past, and it causes us to not move forward. This conversation will help move you from the past, help you to be present in the present, and build a better future. This conversation will help this time be different than last time. Now, before we get to those four questions, I wanna address two things in our time today. I wanna address first, our perspective when we have these conversations. And second, I wanna address a decision that will actually shape every decision that you make from here on out. So let's talk about our perspective for a moment. I know that when we have these conversations, our first response is, listen, I've done that before. I've tried to make this time different than last time, and I failed, and I get it. I'm with you, I've been there and I've done that. But here's the assumption that we believe that actually is wrong. We assume that one decision is enough to change our life. But in reality, you and I have to make many better decisions so that our life will be changed. If we wanna tell a better story, it's not just making one choice or one decision, it's actually making one choice and one decision in every moment of every day. That helps this time be different than last time. So if you're feeling like a failure, if you're feeling like you haven't done this well, welcome to the club. But I wanna invite you to not give up. Things can get better and will get better. Things can be different than last time if you lean in and listen to what we're talking about today and over the next few weeks because God is at work in you. So don't be discouraged and don't grow weary. The second thing I wanna talk about will take up most of our time today. I wanna talk about a decision that you and I can make that will shape and influence all of our decisions. A decision that will create boundaries and non-negotiables for you and for me. And it's a decision actually that's found in the scriptures. It was a decision that a man named Simon made that changed everything for him. Now you may not be familiar with the name Simon, but you are familiar with the name Peter. See, Simon actually became Peter in the scriptures. Jesus changed his name. And we'll talk about why in just a minute. It's all a part of Simon making a decision to make this time different than last time. I wanna share with you that moment when things changed for him. It's found in the letter that Luke writes. Luke chapter five, starting in verse one. So if you have a Bible or a Bible app with you, I wanna invite you to read along with me. And if you're watching this, the verses will be on the screen. And as you're turning there, I wanna give you a heads up. Some of this is gonna sound really familiar. 
because for some of you, you've spent time in the scriptures and you've read this story, but for others, you've been inactive for a bit, maybe in the last few weeks and months. And this story is going to be familiar because we talked it through in December at Active. And we talked about a principle from this story that helped us and caused us to be more hopeful. But there was a part of the story that I intentionally left out because I wanted to share it with you today. So Luke chapter five, starting in verse one, here's what Luke tells us about that moment where Simon made a decision to make this time different than last time. One day, Jesus was standing by the lake of Genesaret with people crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by fishermen who were washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, also called Peter, and asked him to push out a little from the shore. And he sat down and he taught the people from the boat. Now, there's some things that are shared here that we get, and then there's some things that are not shared here that we need to understand. Here's the thing that I want you to understand. I don't want you to miss. This is a significant moment for Simon because he's fishing, he's finished his work, and now he's cleaning up his nets. And as he's doing that, Jesus walks up and he's got this incredible crowd around him. And Simon would have heard about Jesus. He would have known about Jesus. He was a famous rabbi growing in his fame during this time. And so Simon sees Jesus and this crowd that's following him. So when Jesus makes this request to use his boat, of course he's going to say yes, because it's Jesus, this guy that we've all heard about. He's done incredible things, and now he's even teaching in an incredible way. And so Simon gives permission for Jesus to use this boat so that he can teach to this large crowd. And then he goes back to cleaning his nets. But while he's cleaning his nets, he's listening to what Jesus has to say. And it's extraordinary. And it's very different than what they believed during that time. See, a lot of the people in that time believed in a lot of different gods. And these gods were not caring, loving, or even good. They were gods that demanded things of people. And then Jesus showed up and changed everything. Not just because of what he did, but also because of how he taught the people and what he invited them to do. So as Simon is cleaning his nets, he hears Jesus say things like, you're loved, you're loved by God, which was remarkable for them to hear during this time. And because of that love, you now can actually do something remarkable. You can love your enemies. Simon would have heard Jesus talk about how you are not alone, that God is with you and for you and doesn't stand against you. And because of that, you now can pray for those who stand against you. Simon would have heard Jesus talk about how you are forgiven. And that was an extraordinary thing because who wants to continue to live in their past? None of us want that. And because you're forgiven, you now can turn the other cheek. These are things that Simon would have heard Jesus talk about as he was cleaning his nets. And it would have stirred up something in his heart because Simon was like you and me. He was just an average, normal Joe. He would have lived in middle America if he lived today. He was a blue collar worker. He was good to his employees. He was good to his wife. He was good to his family, but he had a longing for more. He had a longing to make decisions that mattered. He wanted to tell a better story. And little did he know that in this moment, he would be invited into that better story with one decision. And here's what Luke says happens next. 
When Jesus had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Hey, would you move the boats into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch? Now, this is a strange request because, as we've already read, Simon is finished with his work. And Simon's the fisherman. He knows when it's time to fish and when it's time to not fish. Jesus is a rabbi. He's all about religion. He wouldn't know much about fishing. And yet the rabbi makes this request of Simon. And it's foreign and it's strange. And you can see that it's foreign and strange based upon Simon's response to the request. He says to Jesus, Master, I've worked hard all night and I haven't caught anything. Now, there's a couple things I want you to see in this story. First, I want you to hear the heart of Simon. He's not trying to be disrespectful. He calls Jesus master. It's a title of respect. And he's saying to Jesus, listen, I'm I'm intrigued by you. I've been listening to you. I've been watching you. I've heard about you. And I want you to know something. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but we have been working hard all night long. And we're really good at what we do. And we haven't caught anything. And so we're not wanting to go back out into the water. We're not wanting to go fishing again. And it's not because we're lazy. It's not because we don't care. And it's not because we don't care about you or want to respect you. It's just that we're tired and we're discouraged and we're frustrated. The second thing I want you to see is that Luke is intentional in his letter to call Simon by his name, Simon, and not Peter, because that actually happened later on. It happened after this moment, and Matthew records that moment. And it's significant, and I want to take you there. Now, Matthew was a tax collector who had his heart changed by Jesus, and he wrote a letter about Jesus. He wanted other people to know about Jesus, and he writes about this moment where Jesus changes Simon's name to Peter. And I want to share it with you. It's found in Matthew chapter 16, starting in verse 15. Jesus asks a question of those first followers. He asks them a really powerful question that really all of us are going to have to answer. He asks them this, who do you say that I am? Who do you think that I am? Who do you say that I am? Who am I? And not who am I to you, but what's true about me? Not what you think is true, but what is true about who I am and why I'm here? I want to hear from you. And what Jesus is hoping for is that one of their answers would align with what is actually true of who Jesus is. And so Simon speaks up and he says to Jesus, you are the Christ. You're the son of the living God, which was correct, which was accurate, which was true. And Jesus affirms it by saying, blessed are you, Simon, For this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. In other words, you didn't come up with this. You didn't create this. This isn't your truth versus someone else's truth. This is what's true about me and why I'm here and what I will do. And then Jesus takes it further. And here's where he changes Simon's name. He says, and I tell you that Simon, you are now Peter. You might wonder, why did he change his name to Peter? Well, the name Peter means rock or firm foundation. And he's saying to Peter, you have responded with what is a firm foundation for life. That who Jesus is and what Jesus does is a firm foundation for a life that trusts in him. 
and you responded with what is true about me. And if you build your life on that, it will change your life and all of the lives that you interact with. And then he takes it even further than that. He says to Peter, and on this rock or the statement that you have made and through your leadership, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Listen, Simon, I'm gonna call you Peter because the statement you made is the firm foundation for life, your life and the lives of those around you. And I want you to join me in building the kingdom of God that's gonna be built on the person and work of Jesus and nothing will be able to stop it. If Jesus was speaking to us today, he would say that nothing would stop it. Not COVID, not lockdowns, not elections, not fear, not anxiety. And in this moment, he says to Peter, not even hell itself can stand against the movement of God. Peter, this is the firm foundation that we are going to give to everyone. And this decision you're making today to call me who I am, to trust in who I am and what I do is going to change your life. And then you're going to be able to change the lives of those around you in what you share about me. This is why Simon's name is changed from Simon to Peter. But friends, it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for this moment where Jesus asked Simon to go fishing. So back to our story in Luke. Simon could have responded to Jesus by saying, I don't want to do this. I'm not going to do this. This is ridiculous. But Luke tells us that he pauses and maybe he starts to consider the words of Jesus and what he's heard about Jesus. And he makes an incredible decision, a decision that shapes every decision he would make from here on out that would allow this time to be different than last time. This decision sets the standard for the direction of his life. This decision clarifies boundaries. This decision allows him to have non-negotiables, things that he is not going to negotiate or give up. You ready for the decision? Here's what Luke says happens next. After the request of Jesus, Peter says, ah, you know what, we're tired. And then he pauses and he says this to Jesus. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. Jesus, we were gonna do this, but now we're gonna do that because you say so. Jesus, I was gonna go my way, but now we're gonna go in your way because you say so. Jesus, I wanted to do what I wanted to do, but now we're gonna do what you wanted to do because you say so. Jesus, there's something intriguing about you. There's something that is irresistible about you. And I don't wanna do this, but because of who you are and what you've done, I am gonna move in your direction. I am going to obey you. I'm gonna to listen to your words. I am gonna do this because you say so. Sometimes when God speaks, Sometimes when he invites you to move because he's moving, at first it might seem maybe a bit unreasonable. For Simon, who is now called Peter, it seemed unreasonable. We're not going to go fishing at this time. This is the wrong time to go fishing. And maybe for you, when Jesus speaks and God invites you to move in his direction, it might seem unreasonable, like forgiving that person that has hurt you. It feels unreasonable, right? Because they have hurt you so deeply. And sometimes when God speaks... And he invites you to move and move in his direction, it might seem a bit impossible. Maybe for you, it, it's choosing to heal because healing is not even a part of your narrative right now because you have this deep 
painful wound. But here's the thing I don't want you to miss. And all of the first Christians, the first followers of Jesus believe this. And I want to invite you to believe in this too. They believe that they could do all things through Christ who gives them strength. Meaning that when they are invited into something that at first seems unreasonable or impossible, they're going to do it because Jesus said so. Because they believe that there is something incredible about this person of Jesus and the work of Jesus. And you and I have the privilege of seeing the whole story from afar. We, we can read about it. We're not living in it. We're living outside of it. We see the death and the resurrection of Jesus. We know there's something incredible here. And Jesus is inviting Simon to do something incredible, to do something extraordinary, to make this time different than last time. And so Peter, Simon Peter, responds with, I'm going to do this because you said so. And listen, I know that we're tired. I know that we're weary. I know that we're discouraged. I know that we're frustrated. I know that we're coming off a really difficult year. But the best way to start this year is not to try to figure it out on our own, but to follow Jesus, to trust in him, to obey him, to do what he asks because he said so, because he is a God that we can trust because he loves us. He is a God that we can obey because he is for us. He is a God who gives us life and salvation. And who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want hope? I want to invite you to turn your attention to Jesus and say to him, I'm going to do this because I trust you, because you say so. And listen, when you say to Jesus, I'm going to do this because you say so, it doesn't mean that you can't ask questions or think critically or seek wisdom. Listen, when we've decided that doubt isn't a part of faith, then we've missed it. You, when you have doubts, you should bring those to God. It's not a violation of who God is. And when you want to think critically, you're not violating how God designed you. You're actually leaning into how God designed you. He asked you to love him with all of your mind. So use your mind. And when it comes to seeking wisdom, this is why God invites us to do life in relationship. This is why the church exists. So that we can turn to one another and seek out good wisdom and better stories and not have to do it on our own. But here's what I want you to know, especially if you're new to this. When you say to Jesus, I'm going to do this because you say so, Know that when you say yes to Jesus, he will not invite you into something that will harm you or harm those around you. He will always invite you into something that will tell a better story. And that's what we discover in this letter of Luke about the story of Simon. It actually tells a better story, not just for Simon, but for those around Simon. First, Luke tells us that when they had done so, they went fishing. And when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that the nets began to break. And it didn't just influence Simon Peter. It influenced his brothers and his friends that were around him. Luke tells us that they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and they filled their boats so full that they began to sink. Listen, your decisions determine the direction and quality of your life. But it also determines the direction and quality of those in your life. You are influencing those around you. Your decisions have generational impact. Your kids, kids, kids will be talking about you. Maybe not by name, but they're going to feel your influence and your impact in their life based upon the decisions that you make right now. So my friends, do you want this time to be different than last time? Follow the lead of Simon, who says to Jesus, I'm going to do what you ask because you said so. Do you want this relationship to be different than the last relationship? Follow the lead of Simon. 
and do what Jesus asked. Say, I'm going to do this because you said so. Do you want this opportunity or this experience or this moment to be different than last time? My friends, it begins when you say to Jesus, I'm going to do this because you said so. It's you choosing to prioritize the way of Jesus over every other way. Do you see how it would impact your decisions from here on out? Do you see how it creates boundaries and non-negotiables? It's you saying, I want the way of Jesus. And so in every decision moving forward, no matter what the decision is, I want to honor the way of Jesus. I want to honor the kingdom of God. I want to honor God himself. It's why the first Christians called the way of Jesus the third way. Because it wasn't this way or that way. It was a new way. It was a better way. It was a better story that would help this time be different than last time. And listen, I know that you're tired. and I know that you're frustrated. And I know that you believe that you've done this before. I want to invite you in this new year to look at Jesus, to talk with Jesus through your prayers, through your scripture reading, through your time with others. You would say to him, I'm going to follow you and I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to do this because you said so. You choosing this will be so significant for you and those around you. It will allow you to create healthy boundaries boundaries that maybe you haven't created or that people haven't honored. It will allow you to say, listen, I know that I've been bought with a price, that I am not my own. I belong to God through the person and work of Jesus. And I want to value who I am and those around me because God has communicated how valuable we are to him. He sent Jesus to die for us. When you make this decision, you're choosing to heal. And choosing to heal is hard. But when you choose to do what Jesus has asked of you, you're saying to him, I want to do life with you. And it's a life that he says, I will never leave you on your own and never turn my back on you. And then when you choose to do this, you are deciding to live courageously and lead those around you with courage. And you're leading them to Jesus, who is the way and the truth and the life. He is the one that helps us get to God, helps us to know about who God is and what God does. Friends, this year will be different than last year. When you begin by making the decision that Simon made, when you begin by saying, I'm going to do this, Jesus, because you said so. I'm going to trust in you, Jesus, because you said so. I'm going to follow you, Jesus, because you said so. That will change everything for you and will influence every decision that you make. Now, I know for you, this can kind of feel ambiguous. Maybe you're trying to figure out what's the first decision you should make. So could I, could I suggest three decisions? And you don't have to do any of them. You can do all three of them. You can do one of three, whatever you decide to do. But may I suggest three really important decisions that you can make today that could help make this time different than last time. First, I know that the holidays can be tough and I know that last year could be tough. And I know that a lot of us turn to some of the addictions and habits that are not healthy in our stories. And I want to invite you to find freedom. And the way that you can find freedom is by joining a group called Active Recovery here at Active Church. It's a group that's going to support you to help you take next steps to find freedom and to help make this time different than last time. And if that's something that is intriguing to you, you want more information about that, or you want to make that decision to join, I want to invite you to text RECOVERY to the number on the screen. Text recovery to the number on the screen to find freedom. 
Maybe for you, you want to be equipped. You want to be like what Simon Peter was. You want to tell the story of Jesus in a way that's significant. And you want to live a life that helps others find Jesus as irresistible. And I want to invite you to take a very tangible, important step today and join a group called Rooted. Rooted is a 10-week experience that will change your life. I guarantee it. It will allow you to step into a more intimate relationship with the Jesus who has come to die and rise again for you. If you want more information about Rooted or you'd like to join, would you text Rooted to the number on the screen? Rooted to the number on the screen. And then the last thing I want to invite you to do is go public with your faith. Some of you have been following Jesus privately and the personal work of God has been good. But here's the thing I want you to know. The work of God is personal, but it should never stay private. I want to invite you to go public and go public through baptism. Our next Baptism Sunday is the first Sunday of February, Super Bowl Sunday, and we're going to celebrate baptisms here at Active Church Ukaipa. And if you're interested in baptisms, I want to invite you to text BAPTISM to the number on the screen. Friends, this time can be different than last time. When we turn to Jesus and we do what he's asked, we say to him, I'm going to do this because you said so. Let me pray for you. God, thank you that we don't have to be stuck in our past. Thank you that we don't have to get caught up in things that we've done that we're ashamed of and that we feel regret over. Thank you that Jesus has come and invites us to tell a better story. So I pray that today would be the first day where things could be different than last time because of Jesus. And it's in his name that we pray all of these things. And together we say amen and amen and amen. I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. Man's empty praise and treasures that fade are never enough. And you came along and put me back together. Now every desire is now satisfied here in your love. There's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing, nothing is better than you. Yes, I know it's true, Lord, I'm not afraid to show you my weakness, my failures and flaws, Lord, you've seen them all, and you still call me friend, cause the God of the mountain, is the God of the family.
Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you were inspired. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. Hey, I want to ask you to do two things. First thing, hit that subscribe button to stay connected to the Active Churches podcast. The second thing I want to invite you to do is go onto your social media accounts, Instagram and Facebook, and go to Active Churches. Stay connected to the community because together we can tell a better story.